Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bleeding Blue brought to you by Talking Giants and John Boy Media. I have never said that yet, and I kind of take a lot of pride in that. No, this was originally kind of my show, and now we're on John Boy Media. I kind of started a podcast because of John Boy Media. I haven't said that yet. Welcome back. This is a New York Football Giants history show, history podcast, and with me today is one of my best friends, Nikki. Nikki Snacks. How are you doing? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy day after Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Um, I'm doing well. I'm not angry. Good. Not yet. That's I'm good. not, and there's no reason. I, I'm really, there. I'm, and I'm being genuinely serious. There is no reason I'm going to make you angry this episode. There's nothing going to be that's out of the blue. So I'm sorry to everybody that, I, I like to see you mad. So I'm apologizing to myself. Well, I, it's, you know, you should apologize to yourself and to the viewers because, um, I'm starting to think nobody likes me because last week I I think I dropped like 60,000 F-bombs. I no, was... it's the fact that we didn't get so many like bad comments. We got maybe like one or two and those, you know, go, yeah, whatever, go listen to the go, you know, clean content on talking giants. That's boring. This is, this is the really fun content. <laughs> this is authentic, but I'm, I, uh, I have a number that I wrote down in front of me. Actually, I'm going to write it here too. So I can see it. A cell phone number. Is this your Valentine that you're going to call at the end of the show? Okay. Sure. The number 12. 12. That's how many F-bombs I'm allowed to drop. If I go over 12. I defenestrate you. I'm fucking done. There's one. I defend. (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right. So what we're doing today, day after Valentine's Day. So we're getting creative with some of our episode topics. And the theme today is the players that we love. L-O-V-E, love. And because of how great of people Snacks and I are, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of room to love in our hearts. Our capacity to love things is very, very big. So Snacks, we have a list of 10. We have a Correct. list of 10. It's not going to be like Snacks Pantry where we're going to guess. We're just going to say it. But then also, I mean, I have 15 other honorable mentions. I think you have more. Uh, yeah, 24. You have 20, so you have like 35 people. Yeah. Um, why don't you list off 10 honorable mentions and then I'll list off my 15 and then you can finish off. Does that make sense or should we just do it all in one? Nope, 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 nope. That makes Great. perfect sense. All right. So uh, I guess I could break it down kind of positionally. Uh, so why receivers there? I have Ike Hilliard, Amani Toomer, Hakeem Nix, Victor Cruz. 
So that's that's four honorable mentions right there. Uh, then I have some some special teamers that I'd like to mention because they're all good guys. Dominic Hickson, who is a receiver, but he was, you know, return guy. Ron Dixon. Willie Ponder. I only love Willie Ponder because he had a kick return against the Steelers, I think, in 2008. Maybe it was after that, before it. Either way, it's the only memory I have of Willie Ponder. Uh, Jeff Fiegels, the ugliest New York Giant of all time, um, but a great punter. Hideous-looking man. Um, Brad Del Uso, a very handsome Italian man. He was the the Never heard of him. Yeah, I didn't think so. Kicker back in the day. Uh, he's Italian. He's a good-looking guy, so he's gets the honorable mention. Do you know how to spell his last name? Uh, D A L I U S O, something like that. Dali Uso, Dali Uso. That's, That's a fun it's name. Pronounced, yeah. Great name. Um, no, that pretty much covers his special team. Uh, I, I want to shout out Jared Lorenzen, the best backup quarterback in New York Giants history. May he Hefty rest left. in peace. Uh, Super Bowl champion. The hefty lefty, God bless his soul. Uh, I don't know how many I just ripped off. I think I said seven, eight. Give me three. Uh, Ma- Madison Hedgecock. Mm. Big old cock. I met him. Um, a lot of these players that I have on my list, I, I at least I think. Um, eh, maybe not. But I, I, I've met a lot of Giants because my father and I used to go to autograph shows when I was when I was little. We have like an 07, 08 entire Super Bowl helmet. We also have an 87, an 86, 87, 90, 91 Super Bowl helmet all on one helmet. So I met a lot of these guys. And Madison Hedgecock's show, the autograph show, was in the middle of the summer. It was like at a fair. I was sweating my, we were sweating our balls off. And he was like in a tent. Uh, so that was my, that's my meeting Madison Hedgecock story. Hmm. Nice guy. I, I don't remember anything about, him because i was so goddamn hot so i don't remember anything <laughs> yeah that's what she said um yeah yeah so those are those are uh those are nine or ten of my honorable mentions with uh plenty of others so who you who you got all right i'm gonna rip off all of my honorable mentions rip them off baby jake ballard super bowl champion super bowl champ um that moment where we defeated New England in the regular season and yep. that last drive where he had that, a couple yep. big catches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Chris Snee. Yeah. Will Hill. Will Hill. Oh, wow. St. Peter's prep alum. He would have, he would have been an all pro. He would have yeah, been a pro bowler been. if, if he, you know, didn't do the marijuana and if he paid his child support. Hmm. Dominic Rogers Cromartie. Oh, wow. That's a great one. Our last good slot corner, but he also played outside too. Um, he, was a, he was a great free agent signing. I, I love DRC. Andre Brown. I have a, I have his jersey. Touchdowns. Antro Roll. I mm. have his jersey. I loved Robert Ayers. I felt like he was the only good player on that 2015 defense. Yeah, he had like, didn't he have like nine sacks that year? Yeah, he, he had a pretty good year. Yeah. Henry Hynoski. Yep. You're doing this. You have to say something. Oh, yeah. Here, I'm talking and doing. The rhinoceros, the yes. rhinoceros. Oh, we would just get so excited when we're sitting in the stands and he would run somebody over. Yeah. Oh, oh, he, like, oh shit. He, he, he was a ball of fun. Yeah. Rich Soybert. Yes. Big boozer. Plaxico Burris. Fuck him. That's two. Mario Manningham. Hell yeah. That, great, that great 2011 catch. postseason. Yep. Justin Pugh. I loved Pugh. 
I know a I lot of people don't. I hated Justin Pugh. I know. I know. I have his jersey from his rookie year. He was such a little bitch. But his positional versatility and going wherever we needed him to go when the Giants offensive line was so god-awful. Okay, um, Kevin Booth did that. Kevin Booth was not good. Justin Pugh was, was good. Did, Pugh wasn't that good. Pugh was good. He was as skinny as me playing the offensive line. But that's why his versatility and what he was doing was so awesome is that nah, he would just, on. I don't want to just do Justin a million Pugh. different things. He's still starting, by the way. So What? In what? The Canadian Football League? No, the for the Arizona. Yeah, I know where he plays. Leonard Williams, honorable mention. Really? Nick, Nick Gates. Really, really? Like, he's an honorable mention. He's played a year and a half. He's an honorable mention. I love him. He's a player I love. Because, you know, whenever I have some sort of personal investment in a player, especially, you know, now that now that I'm doing content the last couple of years, if I if I predict the rise of a player, I love them. So Leonard Williams, Nick Fuck Gates Williams. and Dave Tollison. That, that rounds out my honorable mention list. Dalvin. Oh, Dave. you said Tollison. Oh, Dave I thought you Tollison. said Tomlinson. OK, OK. Um, all right. That, those are those are pretty good outside of. See, here was my thing with Plax. Because I could have easily put Plax in my top 10. I thought he was. He's not. Because for all he did for us, and he did a ton, the best receiver in Giants history, even for, what, the, the four years he was here, however, three years, what he did, shooting himself in the dick or in the leg, whatever. <laughs> sure. I can never forgive. Because we would have went back to back. They were the best team in football. They were 11 and 1. They were. they were the best. That was the best Giants team I've ever seen in my life. They they beat the they I think they beat both the NFC champion, the Cardinals and the and the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road that year. They went to the road and beat the shit out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. So I always I, I, I love play. I do. I love them, but I can't put them anywhere near. I could put him as an honorable mention. I just do not forgive him for what he did to me. What, if the rest of the Giants fans, I don't, I don't know what you think, but what he personally did to me, I will never forgive. Yeah, he changed. He did change the trajectory of Eli's career. I mean, that, oh, without that a doubt, guy, without you know? without him, Eli, I don't, I don't know if Eli ever takes that next step. No. Um. So you hear that, Dave Gettleman? Go get our stupid moronic quarterback, a wide receiver. Uh. So just some others that I, I want to rip off: Matthias Kiwanuka. Mm-hmm. Uh, who we mentioned last week, Sean Williams. I don't know if you know Sean Williams. Yeah, it was a safety. Safety, yes. And the reason I say this, because first of all, he was always hurt. But for some reason, every year in Madden, he was always like over an 88 rating. Yeah. I don't remember him being that good. And he was a strong, <laughs> he was he was considered a strong safety, a strong right? Safety, and then yes. Jabril, Jabril Wilson would be the, the free safety. Free safety. So I I, I never I never understood that. Um, but whatever. Uh, Sam Madison. I loved I honorable mention because I always thought when we got Sam Madison, we got like the best cornerback ever. I think we got him from Miami and he was mm-hmm. very good in his prime. Uh, Reggie Torbor. Great linebacker. Spent some some good years. Super Bowl champion. Chase Blackburn, substitute teacher. Uh, I have Fred Robbins, Keith Hamilton. We talked about last week. Kenny Phillips, who there was a point in time. He was my favorite giant. My he was my favorite giant on the team. Uh, I loved him. And. What a shame it is that he got hurt because he was a baller. He was a baller. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Jabril Wilson, we just mentioned. And um, Greg Camella, fullback. Uh, the 2000 team. He caught a touchdown in the NFC Championship game against the Vikings. 
and I love his last name. Uh, my mother's name was Carmela, and his last name is Camella. So pretty damn awesome, if you ask me. Another guy like Fred Robbins, who always looked tired, had bags under his eyes, down to his down to his to his lips. Um, but those are my honorable mentions, and I don't think I left anybody off. Probably did, but. Oh, Chris Snee, yeah, Cybert, uh, Kareem McKenzie, yeah. That yeah, you, that, that whole guy. that whole offensive line really can just be can just be talked about because um, they were so great. Um, Keith Bullock, for personal reasons. Oh, that's. Do you want to describe why? Yeah, he's, um, a, pl- he's a player you love. You love no, to hate. No, no, I just want to say his name. Oh, uh, okay. I, hate, I love to hate him. Yeah. So Keith Bullock was a very good linebacker for the Titans and signed with the Giants for a year later in his career. I, honestly, I think it was his last year in the NFL. And that was the same year I had my uh, my sideline passes from my from my Make-A-Wish. And that's uh, <laughs> so, so funny saying. Um, back in the day. And he was the, the first Giant that I publicly eviscerated mm-hmm. on the field. I cursed at him scream profanities at him, you popped him how much you him. popped your uh your your eviscerating the giants or eviscerating nfl players nfl figures cherry with keith bullock correct that is absolutely correct uh normal giants fans will go on the field and tell how how they love all the players and whatnot but no i singled out keith bullock i saw him and i started barking at him um yeah that was probably the demise of my on field passes but either way whatever uh keith bullock fuck you um, that's three. Uh, yeah, love to hate him. But those are the honorable mentions. So, real good time. I think we start at ten and we go to one, or do we yes. start at yes. one and then we go to ten? No, we go to ten to one. Okay. Do you want me to start? You start. I'm older. I get to decide. <laughs> Number ten, <laughs> Hakeem Nix. Ah, I was wondering 10, why he wasn't an honorable mention. Number ten, Hakeem Nix. Um. I loved him growing up. I think just the, I, I go back and forth on who was a more, I think Plax was more dominant, mm-hmm. right? He had to be because Eli wasn't as good as a quarterback. It was also a lot more of a run first offense, but just thinking about how Hakeem Nix was physically dominant, like for his size. Now Plax made it look easy because he was like, what? He's six so five. Yeah. yeah. So Plax made it look easy, but you know, for how, you know, we, we typically think, well, I, I'm going to look up Hakeem Nix's height right now. Guarantee it's six it's, two. It's got to be. He is six two. You know that for a fact. That's your guess. I, I'm, I'm willing guess. to also say six two. Six. Give he's six foot. See? Whoa. See? What? Because because of how physical he played, everybody talked about his hands. Yeah. But because well, of how physical hands. because of how physical he was. You you think that he's like six two? You think that he's six three? But yeah, no, he wow, was six that's foot. Crazy. You know, he would go, I think, you know, Hakeem Nix is the last guy uh, on on the Giants like ever where the end zone fade was really utilized consistently and you felt good. And like, you know, be, yeah, it could be he ha- his hands are bigger than my body. Yeah, probably our body combined. And I the Dirty Bird celebration against Atlanta in the wildcard game 2011 is something when I think of Hakeem Nix, boom, that's it. Then the the pass over the middle against Green Bay the next week, taking it 50 fucking yards to the end zone. The Hail Mary, a few a few, uh, few plays. Well, I guess not a few plays, but you know, you catch my drift. Hockey yeah. Knicks, great call. Um, it's a shame he got hurt too. It, it was really only two seasons where he was very prominent. Where he, was, and then, where he was dominant, yeah. Um, and and um, then I, I feel like the 
was it not the the 2012 season where we played Tampa Bay and it was that big shootout? He caught like three touchdowns. I he think. caught like he caught like three touchdowns, but it, um, that it looked was also, like a bum leg. That was also the same game where he got his ankles taken out and he was never the same after that. And then yeah. he wound up retiring 2015. He made his way back to the Giants, stuff like that. So Pete, you you all know the career career trajectory of Hakeem Nicks. Uh, Snacks, who do you who do you got at number 10? Yes. All right. So I will get to real one last thing about Hakeem Nicks. Uh, when he was drafted, I think 2010, uh, 09, yeah. maybe. Yep. Uh, whatever. We needed a receiver in the worst way because Plax shot himself in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, shot himself in the dick. Yeah. Um, which I will always believe. That was the guy I wanted. I think we drafted him 25th overall or something like that. And it's so rare when you want a guy and they draft him, you're invested in him. Um, so that just just little little thing out of UNC. I, I I love the fact that he fell to us, and I think the best receiver of that class, Darius Haywood Bay, was in there. Michael Crabtree. Um, either way, Hakeem Nicks. Thank you. So number ten for me, kind of an inspiration because uh, in high school and throughout my childhood, I played defensive back. So you know where I'm going with this, Jason Seahorn. Oh yes, Jason Seahorn. Yes. Um, first of all, the miraculous interception, uh, against Philly in the 2000 playoffs, the divisional round, just a ridiculous play. Me and my friends used to try and replicate it on the, on the recess field, try and tip it up and, and go. Yeah. So that, that was great. Um, I think he also had an onside kick return for a touchdown. I want, I'm almost positive it was against the Jaguars, but Jason Seahorn, a white cornerback. I, I, I know it's 2021. Maybe I, I, I can't say it like that, but I mean, he was white and he was a cornerback and there are no more of those. I don't remember the last time there was one. Um, so kind of an inspiration player to me. And I, I still to the life of me, don't understand why Jim Fossil had him returning punts and um, the injuries kind of, kind of diminished his career. But Jason Seahorn was a great player for the giants and one that I will always love. So Jason Seahorn, another handsome guy, by the way, giants have had a lot of handsome, handsome players. Yeah, He was like a good looking dude. Wasn't he, didn't he like post shirtless on some sort of magazine once? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite Seahorn story, and we, we read about this in If These Wolves Could Talk over the summer, he had a, like an interception against the Lions and his pants started falling down. Yes. Yes. Great story. My it's my favorite. It's my favorite Seahorn story. Yep. So All right. that, uh, Jason Seahorn, number 10. Number nine, Kenny Phillips for me. Look at this. Number nine. I, and when I said Kenny, I did see your face. It kind of lit up. Yeah. Yeah. I, and again, so I'm biased as to where, you know, if I get a jersey of you, if I have a jersey of you sitting in my closet, which I have a decent amount of jerseys. If you've seen some of my social media posts in the past, um, I've been very miss. Um, earlier in my childhood, my, my father and I, we would hit on a lot of guys because we were winning. Um, but recently, we've been very miss. Um, I have an Andre Brown jersey. That wasn't really the best investment. Oh, he did have a year with like 10 touchdowns. So that's that, that's fine. He did. You're, you're okay he did. with that. Um, I have two Odell jerseys. I have Olivier Vernon jersey. I have a Jamoris oh Jenkins jersey. Oh I have an Eli God. Apple jersey. I really oh. thought... I really thought that Eli Apple after his rookie year, I'm like, you know, he, he showed us enough. And then he lost his mind his second year. Um, I still have this belief in the back of my brain that if he wasn't such a weird fucking person, and also I love, I love mothers, but sometimes mothers are mothers that are smothering can ruin you. And that's maybe, maybe, maybe mothers shouldn't be all over, all over Twitter and social media when your son's in the NFL. 
That's true. Eli it's Apple tough. is a very weird guy. How, however, you, how you thought he was ever going to pan out that, you know, I'm assuming this is just a hobby to you. See what I did there. Good friend of the program. Carl Banks once <laughs> said that about me. Um, so I have an Eli Apple jersey. There's a lot of other people jerseys that I I have. A, did I say Olivier Vernon? I got oh, yeah, Olivier you Vernon jersey. Said that. Yep. Um. So yeah. Um. But I I got I have a Kenny Phillips jersey, and you know he's one of those guys where you you remember him more fondly about the years that he had rather than actually when you look up his pro football reference stat sheet and it's like oh yeesh. But he was another guy that always struggled with injuries. 2009, he played uh, two games. That was his second year. His rookie year was pretty good. He had 16 games with 67 tackles. And then really the only two years that were really prominent for him were 2010 and 2011. 2011, he had four interceptions, 11 pass deflections, 82 tackles, 59 of them were solo. Um, so Kenny Phillips, I, I feel like he was good. I feel like he was all over the field. Um, Clearly made some plays in 2011, helped us win a Super Bowl. So you're, I'm biased after that point. So like you have, you have a good year. That's also a common theme of of my list. A injuries. lot of these guys, well, injury, well, injuries, injuries, and a lot of these guys on my list have really one one good years, like one good year, instead yeah. of like snowballing them. One hit wonders, yeah, yeah, one like, hit wonders, like so. like deep purple smoke on the water, uh, one hit wonder. Yeah, um, Kenny Phillips, number nine. Who's number nine for you? Yeah, Kenny Kenny Phillips, great player, actually. You know, if you're lucky and if the viewers are lucky, I with that charity event member I was telling you last week where I met Phil McConkey and, and Bavaro and everybody. Yeah. Um, I have a picture with Kenny Phillips signed and framed because they came up to me and they said, Who's your favorite player? And I said, Well, it's Kenny Phillips. Like I said when I honorable mention at one point he's my favorite giant. A very bald and cancered snacks with Kenny Phillips. We'll see. We'll see if you find it. Oh, I know where it is. I just don't know oh. if I want to show you people. Yeah. But I guess you're probably already seeing it because this is not live. Okay. Number nine for me. Um, back when the, the NFL draft was longer than seven rounds, we took Jesse Armstead. Mm. Wait, and, the 11th round? Yeah, I think it was. The, I was going to ask you. I think it was the 11th round. Jesse Armstead. Um, first. So nine and 10 are back in the day when I first started watching um, the Giants or when I really vividly remember. Uh, and he was an absolute machine, a tackling machine. I think he had over um, 152,000 tackles a year or so it seemed. And, you know, he was the anchor in the middle of that defense. And it was the eighth round. My apologies. Eighth round. Okay. Okay. Either way, 11 sounds better. So the 11th <laughs> round pick, Jesse Armstead, just great smile, great player, Uh you know, he, he just he, he kind of did it all. And he's one of those guys where when you first start watching, you see everything going on. And in the Super Bowl, he had a big play that got actually he that son of a bitch, Keith Hamilton. He was holding that changed the whole fucking game. I just realized that that's four. God damn it. All right. Either way, Jesse Armstead is number nine. I love the name Jesse Armstead. I love the fact that he was such a productive player, such a great player for the Giants for a very long time. And he was an eighth round pick. So what great value, right, Will? But either way, Jesse Armstead, number nine. I love how he's still here. He's, he's like still in the building. He's still in the still, organization. Right, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he owns a, a car dealership around here too in Englewood, I think. We got to go. We got to go. What Yo, up, Jesse, what, what up, bitch? What up, what, eighth rounder? What manufacturer? I have no idea. We have to find that out. Uh, I guess. I wonder, does he, does he not, can you not, nego- like, I, I don't know if I would negotiate with Jesse Armstead. I think no, whatever like, he told me, I just buy it. Yes, sir. 
Okay. <laughs> you could sell me a 95 Toyota Camry and you could charge me 80 grand. Okay, Jesse. Number eight. For number eight. Ahmad Bradshaw. Wow. Wow. Is he on your top 10? Oh, yeah. He is. He's on there. Do you our want to reveal fir- what our, number? Our first crossover. Nope. Okay. All right. We're not because there, I have a I have a little caveat with Ahmad. So okay, he was my favorite giant offensively growing up. My favorite giant offensively. Um, now I have some other off Giants offensive players that are higher than him. Um, because I think there's there's just some more sentimental value there. But I always enjoyed how hard he ran. Like you know, I I liked Jacobs. I never loved Jacobs. And I know that's going to hurt you. I am an idiot. What else is new? But um, I like Jacobs. Uh, I loved Bradshaw. Just loved his tenacity. Yeah. Uh, the way that he played the game. Um, he, so I, I'm Bradshaw. sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I know this is your guy right here. He ran most of the time. He ran like Jacobs should run. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. The, the Jets running over oh, him in the Jets game. That, I, that could very well be my favorite play. Yeah, and literally just barreling over Brodney Poole and putting him in a body bag. Yeah, and the celebration too. The the, yeah. the oh. spike celebration always got me. He pumped. like turned and boom. Yeah. All right, I'm good. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I kind of stole your thunder there. I said my piece. I, I kind of stole your thunder there. I'm very sorry. And seventh round pick out of Marshall. He came in. Never forget the 88 yard run in 07 against Buffalo to clinch the the wild card berth, with in, which in turn led to a Super Bowl. So my Bradshaw, two time Super Bowl champion. Love that's that. where uh, that's where I love my starting running backs. I'm sorry, what? That's where I love my starting running backs. That's where you love your starting running backs in the seventh this, round. In the seventh round, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure or, uh, Orleans Darkwa is number one on this list. <laughs> but uh, wait, wait, he wasn't even an honorable mention. Um, no. Oh my god. Okay, I, I just. Oh my god. All right, all right. Uh, talked about him a lot last week. Um, Barry Cofield. I mean, we spent so much time on him last week that I'm not really going to say too much about him, and I'm not going to do the taser again. Don't worry. You lied. You just lied. Of course I lied. Fuck him. Barry. Uh, fuck. Oh, damn it. <laughs> How many are you up to? Six. I only got six more. Um, Barry Cofield, everything about him. I love him. And um, I think I'm going to call him after the show. So Sure. Barry Cofield, number eight. Number seven, Marcus Golden. Oh, my. This is unbelievable. Why? This is players we love. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. Players we love. You can't can't dispute the players. I didn't say shit about your snacks pantry list last week. It was perfect. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) If I I argued, if I argued with that, I would have been eviscerated. Exactly. Um, Number seven, Marcus Golden. Um, Again, I was, you know, the same thing with Leonard Williams. If if you especially as a as a content creator, and if you like publicly make the take of this player will be good, if you say it on a show, if you kind of predict it, if you really highlight him, I highlighted Marcus Golden a lot because I kind of looked at his advanced stats from what he did in Arizona the year like the year before he tore his ACL. I'm like, this guy's good, and he like had got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, and you know, it's actually thanks to your um partner and you know uh, BDGE Nick. Nick always says the fantasy football data shows that two years after you tear your ACL, that's when you're going to have like your peak year uh, as a football player. And that was the case for Marcus Golden in 2019, double digit sack guy. Um, I met him 
Um, I'll put up a picture right now. Uh, his father's a great guy. His father followed me on Twitter. I was like one of the only ones that was highlighting how good he was going to be. And then his father was like, hey, you want to go meet Marcus in the family tent after the game? And I was like, yes. And then I also met uh, Daniel Jones, too, which was Ew. Uh, which was cool. That see you, the, the personal touches there, like Marcus Golden. I, I liked Golden a lot. Um, you know, everybody's like, oh, he did. He's he gets his sacks from the, the quarterback holding on the ball. Too. Can I can I say something? Because I can't say this on Talking Giants. I can't fucking stand those people. Yeah, baby. They fucking complain all the time that we don't we don't have pass rushers. We don't have pass rushers. Oh, but Leonard Williams gets ten sacks and they're all cover sacks. Marcus Golden gets sacks and they're not cover sacks. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want the sacks or no? Yeah, all right. Let's just go and let's just go and get uh, dog shit players again so you can complain for a year. Go, go ahead. I can't stand it. People are never satisfied. Gotta, with Giants find a 10-plus sack player, and he's not good enough because he gets coverage sacks. Come on. I Listen, I'm I'm with you. I, I was I was big Marcus sorry. Golden fan. No, what are you sorry for? This is brilliant. This is the Justin I try to get out. That inner demon in you. That miserable... Self-loathing fuck. I'm trying to get out. Good Fleetwood Mac song, My Little Demon. <laughs> Who's number seven uh, for you? Number seven, Antonio Pierce. Okay. Uh, captain in the middle of the, you know, of, of a great stretch of Giants. We, uh, the great stretch of, of Giants period. I, I mean, I guess it was great. A couple of playoff berths and um, great, great free agent signing. Uh, I really wanted to like think about, actually, he is the only, player on my list that was was not drafted by the Giants and I mean Eli's obviously on the list but I'm not counting him not being drafted by the Giants whatever he was a giant on draft day forget about it um no but Antonio Pierce was an outstanding middle linebacker in my opinion he was a great tackler he was the a leader he was the voice of that team um and for for a team that had a lot of talent on that defensive line he clogged everything up when the Giants haven't had linebackers really before Pierce since Armstead. Yeah. I mean, Michael Barrow was, was good, but he was like a tackle machine, but he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't really much of much of anything after that, but Antonio Pierce was a very, very good giant. And um, I all, first of all, I loved his, I, I guess they call it drip nowadays. Like what, what you wear, like swag. Yeah. It's not sure. swag anymore. It's called drip. He had great drip. He had the, that, that beast face mask, like the, the long one, the linebackers wore. He had the vibe, the clear visor, the eye black. He always wore his sleeve, his sleeves up to here. He had the wristband, the wrist tape, the the glove. And he was a little chubby. Like he, he was, was a little he, chubby too. He was yeah. a little chubby. Like his he's got a fat face, nice bald head. Um I I, I loved Antonio Pierce. He he was he's a great player, and uh I'm glad we stole him from the Redskins, and I'm glad he finished his career. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad he finished his career with the Giants because yeah. I, I think that's where um, he deserved to finish it. He probably had another. I guess he had a bad neck injury. Yeah, right? he had a bad neck injury. A lot yeah, of a yeah, lot yeah. of these guys. It's so crazy. You know, there's some of these guys on my list. Um, you know, so many guys for the Giants could have had a lot more years with them, and they got they cut off by yeah. injury. Yeah, and so so you were talking about jerseys before. I'm not really a jersey guy outside of New Jersey. I am a New Jersey guy, um, but football jerseys I don't really buy. Like I have three Eli's. I have a Strahan. I have an LT. I threw out my OBJ one, which I do. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to go on a little tangent, not a tangent, but we should mention him. He was really phenomenal. Yeah. 
I, 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 I hate I, him. Now, I feel I bad him. that I didn't put him on my honorable mention list because he, he was so so fun. He was so damn good. It's unbelievable. How, and I don't like him. Like, I don't give a shit that he's not on this team anymore. Yeah. But I do think he should be mentioned. Um, but, yeah, I had, a, I had a Pierce jersey. I still have it in my class. I don't, I don't get jersey. And he was a guy that I truly did love. So, Antonio Pierce, number seven. Number six for me is Orleans Darkwa. Yep. Yep. He was I, the I, most I don't know what to say. He was the most efficient running back in the National Football League in 2017. And this is from the NFL Next Gen stat, the the efficiency metric that they use to, you know, I don't, I don't know, fucking measure how efficient a running back is, all right? Um with the dog god awful dog awful with the god awful um what's 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 the opposite of god dog <laughs> with the god with the dog awful offensive line Orleans Darkwa had an effective and an efficient 2017 and I know that 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 team was garbage and blah 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 but if you're talking about bottom of the barrel New York Giants production and bottom of the barrel New York Giants football um Orleans Stark was a part of it but he certainly wasn't a cause of it and um I loved him I wish he was around for a little bit longer I think he again another guy that had a fucking injury he got hurt and that's why we didn't bring him back for 2018 now obviously the Giants aren't drafting um you know they're Giants are not keeping you know they're not drafting Saquon Barkley because Orleans Stark was there like oh we can't we can't touch that spot um but I will say there's one player who I like more that wears number 26. They both wore 26. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's so. it. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Wow. The best the best number 26 in Giants history. I agree. <laughs> this includes Andrew Roll. <laughs> I I um you know, that's that's another guy I left off my honorable mentions, Andrew Roll. He was on he was on my honorable mention. Yes, he was. He was. Joe Jarvicious too. I forgot him. Wait, Darren never mind. Campbell? I lied. I lied. Antrell Roll was not on my honorable mentions. Yeah, no, was. yes, he was. No, yeah, yes, he was. He, well, I yeah. heard you say him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. All right. All right. Who's, so uh, gonna, who's your number six? I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to pivot. I'm looking at my list. I don't know if you noticed during your Orleans Darkwood thing. I, I wasn't looking at you. I was listening, but I wasn't looking at you. I'm looking at my list here. Well, that's okay. Because Orleans Dark was kind of irrelevant. No, he's a great, great guy. <laughs> I'm going to put Antonio Pierce at six which I just said. So I'm going to go back to seven Uh-huh. and I'm putting Dalvin Tomlinson. Oh boy. I'm doing it. People ask, why do you love that? I, I, why do you love Dalvin? I don't understand. Why do you love Dalvin? Guy hasn't missed a fucking snap. He hasn't missed a game. He's never injured. He's a great giant. He's great in the community. Walter Payton man of the year nominee. Everything about Dalvin Tomlinson is great. He also wore a Lawrence Taylor t-shirt coming into training camp one day. Amazing. Or a game. Amazing player. Amazing man. Beautiful, fat, disgusting looking human being. Who I love, who I pray to God we resign. So I'm going Dalvin at seven, Pierce at six. There you go. You can do number whatever number it is now. Number five, Jay Alfred. Oh, love this. One one play, one moment. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. That's it. That's that's completely fine. And let's stick to Jay Alfred's teammate. And you're probably gonna hate this because he's definitely lower than where you have him. OCU Manura, number five. Top five, Judd. You come on. I, let's let's not say anything about him yet. Let's move I, on. I, okay, move let's on. move on. Assuming you are number five. Yeah, number five. Because uh, I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about him in a, in a few minutes. We're going to be talking about him. Number four, Sean O'Hara. Oh wow! I was. I want to hear. I, I'm sorry. I want to yeah. hear this because Chris Knee, not <clears throat> he was an honorable mention, but you put Sean O'Hara up there. Yeah. I'm, okay. All right. 
uh, again, you were a center per, in, in high school. A personal touch. I well, I wasn't a center in high school, I mean, but for most of my Pop Warner uh, career, you know, and, and who fucking cares about our playing? But you know, it, it's it's my it's my list, my I story. Don't care. Well. That's why I have just Jason Seahorn on here. When I was playing Pop Warner for the longest time, I was a center. Um, also a long snapper. Now, Hire wasn't a long snapper, but you know, uh, I, I was a, I was a center because also the way the way that it worked, I think, was I did the thing that no other could. No, no other kid could do. My father was like, "Hey, you're gonna snap the ball because nobody else, no, nobody else is gonna do it. So you're gonna do it, and you're gonna do that for the team. And when you're when you're small, snapping the ball is very important. Like, you know, half half the pop Warner teams in America that are that are tiny kids, they they can't fucking snap the ball. Yeah, that's like the the big challenge. If you get that snap off, then the play can be somewhat productive. Yeah, they put they put it between their legs and they hit their little pecker usually. Yeah, or usually um you know shotgun. Shotgun was a disaster. Oh, I never I never that. fucked it up. I was awesome. So Sean O'Hara, you know, I kind of looked up to him, and he signed that 0708 Super Bowl helmet, and I'll include a picture in here too. Um, I kind of, I kind of walked up to him when I met him and I was like, you know, the center's the captain of the offensive line. I said something like that. So then for free, you usually had to pay for these inscriptions for free. He put captain in quotations under his name. Don't like it. Sean O'Hare. And I, but it's like right under the NY logo. Um, so then I met some other of the offensive linemen. I don't know who, but I met some of the other offensive linemen. They saw it. They saw that he put captain in quotes and they asked, can I take a picture? And we're like, oh, yes. they're probably going to rip him. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they probably had some sort of, I don't know if you had a group chat because we'd still have flip phones at the time. Right. So I don't know if they had a group chat or, or whatever. Um, but that was, that was like, it's a cool moment that always sticks out. That, That's so fun. That's a that great for, story. That for a day, the Giants offense alignment from the 07, 08 team were ragging on Sean O'Hara and it was because of what he put on my helmet. So that's a stat. That is hysterical. Um, yeah. Sean, he was a nice guy. I met him um, at Michael, the Michael K show, the holiday yes. party at Miller's ale house, Miller's ale house in Paramus. I love Miller's. Um, actually I have, a, I ran out. He, he left, he left the bar and went to the parking lot and I ran after him to take a picture. And he, he took one with me. He was like, yeah, man, sure. And I was like, thanks for 07. He goes, huh, please don't thank me. And it, it was great. So uh, very good. So number four, Another guy I should probably thank, Justin Tuck. Uh, not you know what, what do we what do I say about Justin Tuck that nobody doesn't know? The guy was a, he's a two time Super Bowl champion has an argument to be a two time Super Bowl MVP. Yep, um, just a terrific, terrific giant, and to me the the best speech that I've ever heard. I I, I guess you could say pregame speech. I got a ring. I, I, I got. <laughs> you don't know what feel like. Boss, you ain't got one. Justin Tuck, a terrific, terrific guy, terrific giant. I that was one I was a little salty that uh I kind of wish he was he played for, for one team. Yeah. I, I wish he retired a giant. Yeah, one one team, but he did nothing on the Raiders. Like maybe he, he played two years, had a few sacks. I think his most memorable moment as a Raider was him trying to to get the team to call a timeout or something. I don't know if you remember this. It's like on Monday night football and and the whole Oakland Raiders were oblivious to the time management and he was like, get on the line or, or something, whatever it yeah. was. But um that's besides the point. That's not it's this is not Raiders history podcast. It's you know, it's not bleeding black it's bleeding blue and justin tuck number four a terrific giant terrific man um i love you justin thank you oh fuck damn it no how many I seven that's seven i have five more to work with and we're almost done we're almost done oh. i think you're gonna do it 
We're going to have a shitstorm, baby. And no, I don't love you. I love Justin Tucker. Number three, Jason Pierre Paul. That's another guy I forgot to mention on my honorable mention, but as we talked about last week, I'm still salty about. I cannot believe you put him at number three. I'm almost disgusted, but go ahead and, and give your reasoning. I mean, that 2011 season was just insane. I mean, he also had an insane 2014 season, too. Um, but I mean, d- dude, 86 tackles, 86 tackles, tackles, 66 of them solo. Coming That's more from, impressive than the 16 and a half sacks, by the way. Uh, and this is also a four. Yes, this is also coming from a four three defensive end. Th- there wasn't, you know, Giants weren't adapting the edge rusher mentality yet. You know, where I can understand maybe an interior, um, an outside linebacker who drops back into coverage also gets a lot of tackles. No, this dude was flying around the football field. He was everywhere, yeah. everywhere. So I mean, it's just an insane year, an insane athlete. Um, and it was awesome to see. Him during the Super Bowl, too. I will say during this most recent Super Bowl, he still has that motor. The motor of, I'm going to make the play no matter very where salty. it is. I'm, I'm going to chase. You know, what, how, how old is he now? He's got to be in his 30s. 31? He's 32. 32. He's 32, and he's still chasing guys down um, like yeah, he did man. in 2011. So He's 32. You remember when he was drafted, and everybody's like, he's a project. He's very raw. Yeah. All these different things. Now he's 32 when another Super Bowl, and he's 8-0 in the playoffs. And he has seven and a half fingers, and he broke his neck. Crazy. You know what? They were right when he came out of UCF, I think it was, or uh, USF, or whatever, South Florida. I got it confused. I think it's UCF. Yeah, wherever he, wherever he came from, they talked about him being just a raw athletic freak. Yeah. And he is an athletic freak. Um, I am very salty about JPP. It's why I left him off, but he does deserve mentioning. I don't think he deserved to be number three after a fucking year or two. Yeah. But well, God awful defense in 2011. And then he kind of, he really did change that season. Dude, without JPP, honestly, without two players, I'm obviously fucking quarterback, but without JPP, that team never wins anything. No. So I, I, I can respect it. All right. Number three for me. This is I see. I'm just going bonkers on my list. I don't know if this is acceptable, but guess what? I don't really give a fuck. Eight. Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw, both number three package duo, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't remember. He fought Earth, Wind. Derek Ward was one of them. I don't remember. Either way, thun, the real Thunder and Lightning, the real Thunder and Lightning. Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw, both two-time Super Bowl champions, both great running backs. Like we said, Bradshaw ran like Jacob should. I don't know why Jacobs tried to finesse people, but he had he got the biggest fourth down conversion in Giants history. Uh, Ahmad, a big Super Bowl touchdown. I just, I love those guys. I there's a picture of like Ahmad going like this and Jacobs like this. You can find it on Google. I'm pretty sure, and I want you to put it up here now. And I love everybody knows how I feel about Brandon Jacobs, or at least you know how I feel about Brandon Jacobs. He is. I almost consider him a friend. <laughs> really, I threw Brandon Jacobs a retirement party in my house with all my friends. It was like 30 people here. I threw him a retirement party. I tweeted him. I'm like, I'm like Brandon, I'm North Jersey. We're throwing you a retirement party. He goes, he, he tweets back at me. He goes, man, I wish I could be there. I'm in Atlanta. I would have definitely came. I was like, okay, whatever. You had his number at one point. I did. Yes. Brandon Jacobs. We were great friends. The best of friends. He used to wear my hospital man on his wrist. You could see it during the games. It was really cool. Uh, but I can't, I can't think about Jacobs and not, Bradshaw. To me, they're always a dynamic duo, a one-two punch. And um, back when running backs that we cared about were drafted in the, the fourth and seventh round, 
Uh, but either way, J- Jacob's hatred for the Dallas Cowboys will always get me fired up. His hatred for the Jets and Rex Ryan when he went up to Rex Ryan and said, shut the fuck up, fat boy. Um, just nice. two guys, two guys that had all the heart in the world. And I loved watching them play. And I truly miss that, that intensity and um, just that pride to be, you know, that pride to be a giant that they, that they both showed. So Jacobs and Bradshaw, I'm putting as a, as a duo at number three. You're also up to nine, by the way. Oh, I have 11 guys on here. Yeah. No, you're up to nine F-bombs. Oh, oh, then I missed one. You missed, yeah, you, you, you had eight, nine. Yep. When did I say the other fuck? I guess that counts. Ten. <laughs> Shit. Number two, Steve Smith. Snacks is leaving. I don't know if you guys can see it. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sorry. Can you, can you, can you just say what you just said? Players that I love, Steve Smith is number two. See, I have loved so many players and players like Steve, like a Steve Smith and stuff like this. But this is ridiculous. My list is so good. <sighs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm weird. Yeah, I, you think? I'm weird. Especially, you know, watching the Giants now and thinking of, you know, what what we need and what's valuable. A guy that can move the chains on third down and help you be productive on third down is so, so valuable. And it was every freaking third down. It was Steve Smith moving the chains, you know, being that reliable guy for Eli. And when he had the opportunity, and again, I feel like this is another guy that his career was cut short due to injuries. When he finally had the opportunity to be the number one guy in 2009, Eli was never, never a high catch rate, like QB to wide receiver duo. That wasn't Gilbride's offense. That wasn't Eli's forte. You know, uh, if anything, remember when Eli, when uh, Ben McAdoo was hired and when Ben McAdoo was brought in here to kind of work with Eli, it was, we need that completion percentage, you know, up to like, 70%. 70%. I remember there was like a line. We're going to get Eli's completion percentage up to 70%. You know, that was never Eli's really MO. And Steve Smith in 2009 had 107 receptions on 157 targets. That's insane. Crazy, 157 yeah. targets with a 70% catch rate um, and seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns for a guy that's more of a possession wide receiver. Yeah, so that's so, an insane year. Guy, yeah. Insane and, year. Uh, a fun fact about all those 107 uh, receptions, they all came on third down. All of them. <laughs> he had a total of... um. He had a total of 220 catches on third down. Actually, this is this this should be a fun. I wonder. No, they don't list. They don't. Oh, they do list first downs. He had 245 catches as a giant, and 140 of them went for first down. Guarantee you, um, a hundred of them are on third down. Literally, I wouldn't be surprised. That's insane. He was that. He was very good in the slot, and uh, a great third down receiver. I just don't understand how he is number two. You, I love him. Do you want to hear my number two? Who's your number two? Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan was a dick to me when I met him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I... I, uh, I, I was going to say, like, you didn't even mention him. No. I, I So here, you know, we're, we're late Tell enough story, to the show. Yeah. Um, we, we went to autograph shows, and Michael Strahan... I was a, a child, and this is a Hall of Fame player that I'm about to meet. On the Giants, and that was no, that's rare. Meeting a the, Hall of Fame, the best player on the team, yeah. Yes, the, and the you the, you can argue, you know, second most important player in Giants franchise history, but then also the most productive player in franchise right. history because he right. did have more sacks than Strahan. Um, 
I'm mean, he did have more sacks than Lawrence Strahan Taylor. had more sacks than Strahan. Yeah, Strahan more. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> impressive. So I went up to him and I met him, and the guy that we, you know, they usually have like somebody next to you that's taking care of all the tickets and stuff like that, making sure that the people aren't doing what they're supposed to do, so the player can just sign the autograph. And like no pictures, and the, I couldn't shake his hand. Yeah, and I get it. Athletes like everybody has bad days, and athletes are allowed to have bad days, but not when you're working and we're paying you to fucking do something. Like didn't allow me to take a picture, didn't allow me to shake his hand. So I think I think there's only been two times where my father has turned to, and you don't say this before they give the autograph. You have to say this after they give you the autograph. There's only been two times where my father has said "fuck you" to a player after um after they've given an autograph. I don't think you told me that. And it was Emmett Smith, <laughs> and it was Michael Strahan. Wow, two pl- two players. Good for yep. your father, man. Oh, he he's you would love him. Oh, good for him. Well, I, I met your dad once. Good, for, yeah. good for him. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I, I'm good for him. It's that's very. Dis- I have actually heard stories that Michael Strain is a dick. He comes off as like this lovable guy on camera. You know, he does uh, Good Morning America, and he's on the Fox pregame show on Sunday. Uh, he hosts like stupid ass game shows. I, 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 I could see it like a fake. It's almost like a Steve Harvey type. You got the biggest I've heard, smile but I've in the also world. heard that he's nice. I've heard a lot of stories mm. where he has been nice to like people yeah. in interpersonal interactions. He maybe he's having a bad day. Uh, he was, I guess he was, but still, like you're I working. I, I, I see. I don't have a story like that, so I, I, all I know is Michael Strahan, the player, and the player I loved, loved him. I was yeah. there for his record-breaking sack, um, and you know I couldn't. What a fairy tale ending. You beat the 18 and 0 Patriots and then you retire and then go on to have an even more successful career after football. So yep. what a life. And number one, I, I cannot believe you're putting OC at one. Sorry. I just blew it. Yeah. Eli. You here's didn't the, here's the thing. even mention him. Here's the thing. No, I, there is no thing. I put Eli at a higher tier. Like there is like, he is a higher tier than number one. All right, maybe uh, maybe you read way too much into this because you put Steve Smith at three. I maybe I just didn't take the ball and run. Well, so I, what? You know, everybody knows that everybody loves Eli. I have a fucking jersey of him behind him. It's a signed jersey. It's fucking right here. I have a tattoo. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so how can I not put him number one? God, you you talk about Eli. No, it's just I. I, I love Eli. I love him. He's, he's there's nothing there's nothing wrong. There's about nothing Eli. to say. Are you gonna cry? I I'm starting to. Um, I hate Daniel Jones and I love Eli Manning. <laughs> that I just there's I, I it really hit me that. So, the morning of the the Tampa Bay game where Daniel first started was arguably one of the worst mornings of my life. I'm not. I'm I'm not even kidding. Um, Nick can confirm this. I got dropped off at his apartment, and I was bawling. Oh, there was a video made about this. Bawling my eyes out. I will find that video. Yeah, it was really bad. Like I was legit crying. I uncontrollable crying. You would have thought somebody in my family just died. I was crying so much because I was just thinking of the fact that Eli's not starting, and um. I mean, how, how, what, 15 years, 16 years, he was every single Sunday. You either get good Eli or badly, bad Eli. There was really no in between. But 15 years, never missed a game due to injury and 
just uh, he's a perfect person. I met him once and he was amazing. And I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I, I fucking love Eli Manning. Number one on my list. OCU Manure. He was my favorite player growing up. Um, I nicknamed him the stripper in 2010. I was 12 years old. Um, I was 12 years old in the stands of MetLife Stadium, Section 315. The stripper, I love that. And he had how many fumbles? He had he had um he had 10 forced fumbles in 2010, which was almost an it might I don't know might have even been an NFL record. I made a video on it once. Um, and yep, I, I, I tagged him in it or, or no, I, I did this thing where you know what what I the smart thing to do sometimes a little content tip. You talk about a player in a tweet. You don't tag him. Then you go to one of your other accounts. You tag the player, and then he'll see the tweet. Then he'll see it. Very good. Tweet. Very good. I got a lot of burners. I got to start doing that. Yeah. So that's there. You go. So um, OC saw it. He retweeted it. Then he gave me the follow. But also, I mean, OC was my favorite player growing up too. And I, I especially that 2010 season where I became, you know, was a well into being a regular season ticket holder. Um, you know, 10 forced fumbles on 11 and a half sacks. Crazy. I mean, come come on. The strip <laughs> sack, on. baby. The strip sack. Al Michaels a, used to love saying it. And yeah. there's you and your again. A strip sack. Absolutely. I mean, even in 07, he had five forced fumbles, 13 sacks. Um, you know, he had one, he had three seasons as a giant, and one of them was due to uh, uh, one of them he missed because of a torn meniscus. But he had one, two, three seasons as a giant with more than 11 and a half sacks. Crazy. Which is pretty good. Hell of Consistency a, hell, over a long period of time. Hell of a player. Come here. We're, we're about to wrap up. You said you're number one. Happy Valentine's Day. Goodbye. Love you. I love her. What's the secret? Goodbye. Give her. I love you. Blow her a kiss for me. Snacks is blowing you a kiss. Love you, Snacks. I love you. All right. So she said Happy Valentine's Day, which is very relevant to what we're talking about. That's perfect. That was perfect. That's Um, our list. That's our list. And you know what? Our longest episode, I could tell by I'm looking at Audacity. That was a lot. That was a ton of fun. Just ripping off players that we that we love and um. I want to use my last last two f bombs if you don't sure. mind. Yes. Fuck you, Danny Behan, and fuck you, Bobby Skinner. Whoa. What Bobby Skinner do? I can understand Danny Behan. See, really, I would have thought the other way around. Bobby just out of the blue in the group chat would be like, "I hate you." Like, what a miserable Florida fuck. You usually get those messages during the season. Like, what did you do over the off season? I don't know. We had our Strange. best simple man radio last week. We did. Maybe that's why he hates you. Maybe. But that was a great episode. Justin, you can sign us off. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. And don't be too mean to me. Next week, next week, we are um, ta- starting Tom Coughlin's book. Yep. A Team to Believe in, uh, The Journey of the 2007 New York Giants. So starting that next week, we will see you next week. Keep on Bleeding Blue. Thank you for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, support Bleeding Blue. Follow us on everything. Um, See you next week. Keep on Bleeding Blue. Goodbye. Fuck. That was 13. Okay. 14.